So why do I think most people fail? Society likes to have everyone the same. You have to have ambition. You cannot go without ambition. And I see a lack of ambition because I think the, the biggest reason is social programming, but also smartphone addiction. Today we're going to talk about why I think most people fail. So the reason one why most people fail is fear. I'm speaking from my own experience because my road to success was quite bumpy. I was a student, I was a dentist, and then I became an entrepreneur. I built an, an ebook business, an information product business in the dating and nutritional and athletic space. So I sold products about muscle building. I founded Digistore24.com in 2011, and it's been quite an interesting journey since then. So why do I think most people fail? Number one, fear. I think most people fail because they're just afraid. They're afraid of any type of change regarding their relationship with a partner or their friends or their family, things like that. Because it's in fact true, if you change somehow, there will be a reaction of your peer group. There will be a reaction from the side of your friends and colleagues. And not everyone, even if you become better, and especially if you become better at whatever, if you have better health, if you have more success, more money, things like that, there will be a pushback. Why? Because regarding the social dynamic, you're putting pressure on other people and they don't like that because let's say you have a peer group your friends and all of a sudden you become very disciplined you work out and you eat clean and you work more you make more money how are they going to react if they're really good friends that's by the way a very good friends test as well if they're really good friends no matter where they're at they are going to support you they're going to say good things about you they're going to give you positive feedback however there will be also a lot of people who won't do that there will be a lot of people who feel under pressure which is natural so because they feel less than you and usually when you're in a group like in a wolf pack there's a certain rank and if you want to rise up the ranks there will be some fights that's why i think most people fail because they're just fearful of that because subconsciously they know that their peer group is going to react in one or the other way and it's not always comfortable and it's not always nice and you might lose friends but you will make other friends so the upside in my opinion is still very high and it's it's really worthwhile if you really have a dream if you really have a goal to overcome your fears number two lack of ambition most people are just lazy we're so lazy and we're so complacent it's very hard to you know nowadays it's not very appreciated if you have like big dreams or big goals it's kind of like society likes to have everyone the same if you're at school especially in, in the western world people like the school children to be kind of on the same level and you have to make everything just as fast as the slowest one is going because it's nicer towards the slowest one. Yes, that's nicer, but don't create a performing society that way. So if you have a different goal, if you want to be different, if you want to perform and reach goals, then you have to have ambition. You cannot go without ambition. And I see a lack of ambition because I think the, the biggest reason is social programming, but also smartphone addiction. Because smartphone addiction and all, you know, all these flashy lights and all these flashy screens, they release a lot of dopamine. And people who release a lot of dopamine, they become kind of resistant to it. They become kind of used to it. So it doesn't really do much for them. And dopamine, if you look at it from a biochemical standpoint, it 
is the molecule of motivation and ambition. And if you release too much dopamine throughout the day, basically without any work and for no reason at all, like because of rolling through social media, playing video games, uh, watching TV, etc., eating sweets, you release a lot of dopamine, but then your dopamine will be drained and you don't have any dopamine left for hard work which you need to be ambitious. So you have to work hard, you have to be ambitious, and you have to take care that you don't release too much dopamine. Which leads me to the next reason, which is lack of effort. Most people cannot work hard anymore. I don't know why that is. Most people are just too lazy. It's scary. Most people are too concerned with work-life balance. I view it this way, and, and I'm just speaking from my personal perspective. If you want to make a change, lose weight, get a different body, make money, make more money. You have to put a lot of work into it. So you have to develop a different relationship towards work. You have to appreciate work. You should think instead of, oh, I have to work. You should think, oh, I get to work. I'm thankful. I'm, I'm grateful for being able to work because you're healthy. You're smart. You grew up in the Western world. You were able to go to school. And if you have all that, you should be thankful and you should develop a positive relationship with work, no matter if you are employed or self-employed or an entrepreneur, it's always work and you have that by your side. You'll have that by your side no matter what. If I were you, I would develop a really positive relationship with the topic of work because work is going to be with you from start till finish in this life. Everything is work. You have to maintain yourself. You even have to get high quality sleep. That's also some kind of work because you have to adhere to the schedules. I do, for example, I black out the room. So I uh, put a black tape on blue LEDs and stuff like that. So it's, it's a bit work to get everything done. And I make sure that I have a positive relationship with work because as long as I'm healthy and I'm conscious, I'm able to do work and provide value to others, which is like my core intention. I work because I can learn and because I can give value to others. And that makes me feel good ultimately. Next point, false self-assessment slash being stupid. I know that sounds harsh, but most people have a false self-assessment regarding their own abilities and skills. Most people are just not correct in their own assessment. Either it's that they think they're not good enough and they think that too much and then it kind of becomes true and manifests because they're too fearful of doing anything or they overestimate themselves and they think just because they have this degree or this kind of experience that they're really good at their job and they're not. And in general, as an employer, I think there's always that danger that someone wants to advance in the career path until he or she becomes not competent anymore and then it creates a problem. So I think while you should be ambitious and work hard, always try to be realistic in your self-assessment regarding your strengths and weakness. For example, I know that I'm not a perfect manager, so to speak. I could learn the skill, but I'm not a perfect manager. I'm more of a visionary type. I'm more of a communicator. I'm more of like a concepty person. I like the big concepts and I like to, I'm a bit red, so I like to hurry and push people a little bit. Um, I'm not very blue, if you know the disc model. I know that as my weakness, so I make sure that I work with blue people so that they can help me compensate my weaknesses. So my self-assessment, I try to be realistic about what I can do, what I cannot do, what I know, what I don't know. And I try to focus on my strength. But if I do have weaknesses, let's say if I have weaknesses, 
For example, speaking English in front of camera is a weakness of mine. I don't feel very competent. I don't feel like very confident doing that, but I'm working on it because I think it's worthwhile and I don't accept all my weaknesses. And I think a hundred videos later, I will speak a lot better because English is not my native language, of course. Reason number five is perfectionism. Perfectionism to me is some kind of fear. It's a fear of criticism because if you really look at it, why would someone be a perfectionist? You become a perfectionist if you're afraid of putting yourself out there or work or even start work and you're fearful of not feeling like it's good enough. So it's really a self-confidence issue and it's really an issue of a fear of criticism. If you're a perfectionist, you should try to overcome your perfectionism. For example, with me, I'm guilty of being a perfectionist, but I've developed strategies to kind of overcome that and to still be able to put myself out there, to get work started, to not to procrastinate, to still do stuff and start things, even if they're not perfect. And then I learned basically to deal with criticism. And I, I was aware, I pre-framed myself. I told myself, okay, I'm doing this. I want to do this, for example, these videos. I put myself out there. I'm the main, like in these solo formats, I'm the main person to talk, okay? So I'm doing it. I put content out there and I try my best, but I put a deadline on it. So my perfectionism is, of course, I do many takes and I try to be as good as possible and as, as uh, to sleep as good as possible the night before, etc. But I put a deadline on it and I say, hey, this has to be put out there by that time. I don't just sit around and, and accept that nothing has been accomplished. So I also want speed and I prioritize speed higher than my perfectionism. So I'm kind of in between, but I think this is the right framework. If you're a perfectionist and if you can still put deadlines on you and if your perfectionism involves sticking to deadlines and fulfilling your promises on time, then you're the right type of perfectionist that can have huge success. Because at the end of the day, you have to be a perfectionist to be successful as well. Even if you have that fear of not being perfect or criticism, etc. If you deliver on time, you're probably better off than someone who doesn't care. So I think it's good to have that kind of fear, but you have to manage it. Next thing, negativity. A lot of people fail because of negativity. Negativity is subconscious. Negativity is in thoughts and it's kind of self-hypnosis. When you hear negative talk, when you hear yourself talk negatively or your friends or your colleagues, then you're not likely to take action. Then you're coming up with reasons not to act and therefore become more perfectionistic, etc. Negativity is contagious. It can be contagious. So I recommend getting rid of your negative friends and find a peer group that's more encouraging, that's also more self-confident so that they're happy if you change for the positive. Number seven, having the wrong friends. The wrong friends can drag you down, they can pull you down, they can give you a lot of negativity, they can infect you with their bad mindset, with their lazy mindset or with their to perfectionist mindset, they can give you wrong self-assessments, etc., etc. So it's really important who you do have as friends, who, who you do have as a peer group. They can either elevate you or they can drag you down. The rule of five basically says you are an average of your five best friends, the people you spend most time with. They infect you with ideas and uh, with behaviors. So the trick is if you get the right friends, then they will help you achieve your goals. So find a peer group, find friends that are on your path, that share your goals, that share your mindset, or that already have the mindset that you want to acquire, and then you will have more success. And the last reason, number eight, is a lot of people are too arrogant. Arrogance is also a version of false self-assessment. Those are people who think too highly of themselves, that they're too good to do 
this type of work or that type of work. I know so many really broke people who are just too good for everything. They don't want to let themselves down to do like dirty work. In reality, you only become rich or successful if you're willing to do the dirty work, if you're willing to do the hands dirty, if you're not too arrogant to do certain things. So sometimes it's all about taking responsibility. It's all about extreme ownership. Sometimes you have to do stuff that you don't like and you cannot think, oh, I'm too good for this. Or another thing I've heard very often, I cannot do this because I'm going to make the other people rich. I'm going to make my employer rich. That's wrong thinking. I mean, think about it. I make millions because I give billions to other people. So the ratio is I make other people very, very rich and myself a tiny bit. I get to get a tiny fraction of what I'm giving. So if you stick to that rule that you want to give value to other people, and if you really do that in a big way, you also have to find a way to get a tiny fraction of it. And that's basically a service. I hope this has helped you. If you liked it, if you enjoyed it, please hit the like and subscribe button. See you next time.